Die Arbeit ist so vor, sie hat eine Autonomie. It can tease you. Her family has been involved in rituals for generations. She is currently in extensive therapy. Sigmund Freud removed that last vestige of what magic was all about. But what's happening right now in America is witchcraft trying to take this country over. Why would we not worship goddess? Why would we not love goddess? We're in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. The clockwork elves, all of it, I shouldn't even get into it. We are putty in the hands of brilliant magicians. Does this fuck Good morning, listeners. Uh, I hope you are enjoying yourselves. I hope that you are enjoying waking up next to us. 33.3 FM. How are you doing this fine morning, Torm? I'm doing pretty damn well, considering what's been happening in the higher altitudes. Yes, there's been some strange weather in the stratosphere recently. As lovers of truth... And lovers of the common man, we're keeping you guys abreast of all that stuff, making sure you don't end up in what the fuck ever status here is equivalent like a snowdrift or rain or what the fuck ever. So, specifically, we got two new things coming down the pipes. Uh, we got two new magic schools. First one is called Logomancy. Second one, Praviturgy. Second one is particularly close to the heart of the show. So, Tormson, uh, what exactly is this Logomancy stuff I've been hearing so much about recently? Well, Logomancy is pretty interesting because it dips into some of the manipulations of symbols that have been so important in the adept fuckery that has affected the development of magic over the millennia. But this is very much in the wheelhouse of your taggers, graffiti artists. What's the name of the guy, the British guy? Banksy? Yes, Banksy. This is like your your Banksy stuff, but Banksy is probably working with very different powers. But these guys are a magic school, which is all based around leaving your mark on places. Now, they generate minor charges from a simple mark, something that takes maybe a quarter of an hour, put up a tag to mark your spot. These are sort of things you'd probably just see underneath a rail bridge or on the side of a moving bus. These sort of things would be your minor charges. Now, for a major charge, these guys need to take something a bit bigger, make very elaborate sort of mural kind of thing on maybe a major art installation or the whole side of a subway car. And last, for a major charge, this is dipping into some of the old Cleomancy stuff because you need to hit something which is very culturally significant, secure, and hit it with a major installation or work. So this would be something like Machu Picchu or maybe the side of Uluru or painting good old Abe Lincoln bright green. Those things might work as major charges. Not the actual Abe Lincoln, the statue. You mean Abe Lincoln proper? Or you're referring to the statue here? Yes, the, the statue. I, I think it could work for both, to be honest. If you were to dig up Abe Lincoln's corpse and use him in some sort of art installation, then I'd probably give you a major charge on this stuff. That would make sense. Like to put Abe Lincoln's desiccated corpse, like sitting on the lap of the stone Lincoln. Well, that sounds profoundly uncreative to me. I think you could do a lot more interesting things with Abe Lincoln's dead body, whatever's left of it at least. As far as the sort of focus of the school, 
the spells that I'm getting here are interesting because they aren't just about tagging, right? They're more broadly about symbols and their role in our culture. There's a lot of spells related to tagging, painting, etc. But there's also a lot of spells related to manipulating the power of more mass marketed symbols. You know, stuff like the Golden Arches, which is going to be very relevant in a couple weeks here, listeners. Stuff like Starbucks logo. You know, fast food's easy stuff. It's iconic, literally. But also things like Coca-Cola logos or Pepsi logos. Uh, I may just be hungry, so I'm keep on bringing up food. I was wondering when I was looking at this, because it uses symbols and marks so much that maybe what we've gotten on the status sphere with this version of Logomance, it could just be a single version because I could see this school working with pretty much the same spells for the most part, but with a different charging system. Like, for example, someone who worked in graphic design and was trying to get their symbols out there in the world or maybe adopted by major corporations placed everywhere. That could be an alternative form of charging with a lot of the same spells that we've got here, though except for the uh, ones that are specifically graffiti related. I agree. And that kind of ties into my main criticism about the school, that it ties together like three different types of symbols being tagging large company logos and the type of symbolism you see on like street signs, the type of symbols that society essentially on some level has agreed upon to follow. And it deals with all three kinds of these symbols, but it doesn't really feel like it ties them together cohesively. I could see that criticism. I would say possibly you could defend it by saying that there's a difference between universal symbols, corporate symbols versus a symbol that Tagger uses because it is so individual and self-centered. And a lot of self-centeredness is at the heart of how adept magic works. And perhaps with corporate symbols, there is magic there that is waiting to be used, but only people who are willing to put their own symbol on the world can access that kind of deep sort of logos-based magic. But the question then arises, is this the only way to do it? Yeah, exactly. I understand where you're coming from there. My sort of key issue is that the paradox here doesn't really seem to tie into a lot of that stuff. What I would see as a paradox that might make a bit more sense would be the school dealing with the inherent tension between trying to get your mark out there and the anonymity that goes with being a tagger and sort of the logical extension of that being going to the territory you said where you're a graphic designer for a large company you're getting your symbol out there more effectively but you're still sort of anonymous on some level the school's taboo is pretty light you have a black book that you have like as a physical object which defines your style and if that's stolen from you lose all your charges. A more interesting taboo would be, I think, would be something that ties in that tension between symbols of the mass market of the state and symbols of the tagger themselves, of them trying to get their identity out there as a tagger, while not just becoming another product, essentially. Sure, but how do you put that in a pithy way that uh, adepts can follow? Yeah. And that is a fair point. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking of the graphic designers and taggers who ended up turning their work into big, like, clothing brands and stuff. The guy who did Obey, for example, I don't know the actual artist's name, but... You could have a thing where the taboo is simply you cannot adopt or use or be seen with symbols, other kinds of symbols, but then what the hell does that mean? Uh, how, how much does that cover? That would be pretty difficult, honestly, because, like, a, a lot of clothing has 
some sort of branding on it, some sort of symbol. So you'd at least have to modify all of your clothes as you're buying them to make sure that there's no branding on them. That'd be like, okay, I just decided to pick up some McDonald's and I'm walking down the street with a bag. That bag is covered in branding, covered in McDonald's logos. So that would act would violate taboo. That would actually be a fairly strict taboo. It would be pretty strict. You could live like that, but it would be annoying. You can find non-branded clothing or you could remove the tags if it's like one of those ridiculous expensive like blank white Kanye West shirts just make sure you cut the tag off you should be able to wear that you could go to a farmer's market and just eat farmer's market food but it would be something you'd always have to keep awareness of exactly Uh, another possible taboo could be something like ever having your tag be connected to your name your identity so don't get caught well yes but this would be like a permanent thing like all right someone knows that this tag is mine and because of that i need to switch to a new tag you need to maintain that anonymity each time you break taboo you have to change the entire basis of your magic now what about making it really competitive and having real bad logomancer wars by having the taboo be your tag being fucked with by someone tagged over that ties in pretty well with uh one of the spells here in fact the spell going over by writing over a person's name posted in public the tagger papers over another person's identity with a piece of their own they get their passion so you'd have these logomancer wars where they're all trying to not only establish their logo but establish their identity on top of other logomancers that could cause some some serious trouble this would also be interesting if you had situations where you have logomancers and urbanomancers uh, coexisting because there's some urban amancy magic which is lot sort of creeps into this realm as well oh yeah definitely um there's actually a lot of spells that i like here spells are well designed i think they're well balanced and they've got cool ideas my personal favorite would probably be sellout which is by wearing a famous logo for an hour and immersing themselves in it a logo mancer can tap into the power and attention millions put into it so like when you're wearing a piece of jewelry uh they can gain an identity associated with this logo um, well what if you have a white nationalist logomancer so they start having jack boots coming down the screen stuff i'm not exactly following you here well okay it wouldn't just be say you're using nazi swastika like one of those old school punk style t-shirts you would be able to tap into the power and attention millions put into that which would be quite a lot um you could also sort of swap it around and use an original hindu slash buddhist swastika shirt and <laughs> get all the power from that um, that's not really related to the Nazi thing, but it's like I was reminded of that. Like, what about when you're wearing like uh, a religious symbol? How does this work? That's actually a very good point because all the examples given here are stuff like businesses or political organizations. One of the examples being given is like you have an NRA shirt that provides firearm tax as an identity. But yeah, what if you have the cross as the symbol you're using for sellout here? There's a lot of symbols that, yeah, you got a big political symbol or big religious symbol it's the question is how it would it work that could be cool you could like um say for example you wear a, a hammer and sickle on your t-shirt and you suddenly you can just bust out the marxist theory or if you choose the wrong symbol you've got a very specific kind of marxist leninist maoist theory uh but that could be useful at times that's actually a very good point is you cast sell out on yourself with 
a slight different version of the symbol on accident and end up getting an entirely different identity because of it. I was thinking of that when you brought out Christian Cross because I'm like, well, Which one? it would depend whether it's an Orthodox or it's Catholic. Like, if it's just a straight, like, very simple cross, that's a usually a um, Protestant-associated cross, so that might get quite specific. I do like this school overall. I think it has interesting spells. My key issue with it is that I feel like it doesn't really tie the tagging and mass cultural symbol aspects together very well. Like, they both create very interesting spells, but the theme feels somewhat disconnected at the times. Sure. I still think it's well worth checking out for the price, especially. Oh, absolutely. Throw a couple bucks their way. This is a good work uh, made by um, Julian Kulak and Garrett Ramey. So good job on this, you guys. Julian Kulak was the writer. I believe he's got published work. A little bit of. He's got some clout. That's why it's some good graphic design. So yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. And that's why it's popped up in the stats here so much recently. I guess all these game designers are, again, the word out somehow now our next one is actually pretty close to the show's heart as i said earlier well we brought this up last episode didn't we yes we did we briefly discussed it um but now we're going into a bit more detail but we can't go into full detail i believe at this point correct well it's i pretty much have it written out at this point i really just need to pretty it up for the you know for the common man so he can enjoy himself more properly in a rather interesting double entendre there this time so um we brought up pravaturgy last episode and i'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering what exactly the hell that is even now i've been you know looking into these guys for a while i've decided to get the word out about this the best way that i know how which is creating downloadable content for an obscure role-playing game that is the best way to get information out there as we've learned yes absolutely what do you know about Pravaturgy Tormson? Because we can kind of bounce off of each other on this. The way that you have described it to me before is that Pravaturgy is a form of magic where you must bypass your limits. You must bypass uh, the things that make you most afraid, make you most angry through the tantric arts of self-love, masturbation, and just wanking your way past all everything that once scared you or once pissed you off. Yep, that's a... Damn good way of putting it, my friend. Now, the key thing for Pavturgy is that porn is a lot different than it used to be. I mean, there's still the aspects that are more associated with pornomancy, which is, you know, essentially the paradigm focused on filming two or more, well, one or more, honestly, people fucking themselves, each other, etc. But with the internet, that paradigm has vastly changed you have people getting off to all sorts of shit that is completely and entirely disconnected from reality you don't need to film two people anymore you can just draw mario fucking yoshi as he turns into a pool table someone's gonna enjoy themselves with that i wouldn't be surprised if that fairy picture was out there neither would i so with this change in porn comes a different paradigm rather than pornomancy which you know has all the ties to the naked goddess deals with the porn tropes and making them real these guys are more as Thompson was saying earlier using pornography as a means of bypassing their own limitations it's a strange sort of stoicism through hedonism and that's where the school's primary paradox comes from now to get charges 
minor charge you get by masturbating on something that disgusts you. This is generally related to fear or Did you rage mean passions. that masturbate to rather than masturbate on? Because <laughs> those are two different meanings in my head. It can be both. It can be both. But yes, I did mean to say two. And, you know, upon reaching orgasm, you get a minor charge. You get a significant charge. You need to transgress upon one of your boundaries. And in this case, it's you have to masturbate to something that provokes a stress check to self. And so this is going to be quite different person to person, which makes this quite interesting. Yes, exactly. It's very idiosyncratic. Um, this is, again, tied to your values, but that's that's the point of the school, is that by jerking off to increasingly horrible things, you are essentially trying to destroy yourself in the Buddhist sense. These guys are monks in a weird, twisted way. There's someone who was raised in a very uh, religious household with uh, very strong spiritual beliefs would probably use their um, spiritual beliefs against themselves to charge up if they were a private church. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to get a major charge, uh, this is something that private churches call climax, which is essentially they fill out every single notch on the self shot gauge it's totally filled out and this to a privateurge represents the self being destroyed successfully by wanking your values away you have ascended to a new state of being this is like the uh, opposite of the no fat movement in terms of achieving self-transcendence exactly similar goals entirely different means when this happens this is the only time you can get the major charge. That's kind of one of the interesting things about the school, because you essentially blow your spiritual load. You lose all of your passions. You lose the identity of the school. You have reached a new state of being, but you're spent afterwards. Don't really have much left to drive you at this point. The taboo is these guys must masturbate at least once a day. They can't masturbate for pleasure, only as a means of gaining mental and physical fortitude. They can still orgasm under other circumstances, but it has to be caused by another person. And additionally, a privateur is not allowed to use therapy to heal any of their hardened or failed self-notches. The goal here is to destroy the self ritualistically. Doing anything that might heal what someone called damage to yourself, the process kind of goes against the whole point of the school. I do wonder if this could be um, used or misused uh, by someone who used another identity. It could be min-maxed a bit by having some strong points in your text challenges to the self. It would seem to fit in quite well with how this works. Absolutely. And honestly, a lot of privateurs have some sort of identity that helps with that. But the key point is that you are being driven down a certain path and it, it does take a while. And there's sort of a diminishing returns after a while, especially as you get into the higher areas of the self-shot gauge. Like, at first, there's that's kind of how I found about, out about these guys. There's circles of these guys online that sort of help each other along in their path towards enlightenment. But once they reach the higher levels of the shot gauge, then... It gets increasingly idiosyncratic and they, the privateers will have to leave the wider circle, walk their own path alone. I can sort of see the master and the student thing. A masturbator, if you will. Like a masturbator facilitated through just terrible conversations in the comments of deviant art posts. 
Well, that's actually one of these guys' titles. That's sort of where it's rumored these people came from. It came from DeviantArt. Deviants is one of their titles. Baitmasters is the other. And the last thing they're known as is Followers of the Left-Hand Path. Which, I mean, these guys do tend to go into some pretty dark shit as they get to the upper ends of their path towards masturbatory enlightenment. It also quite depends on what their own personal sense of self is. Like some some people, their sense of self is so fucked up that they're not really affected by the things that would affect the average person, but instead they get really traumatized by things that are nonsensical or like completely harmless to masturbate to. Yes. Like being uh, horrified by missionary sex. <laughs> I haven't heard about that one, but I'm sure someone's... I mean, that's the type of thing like, okay, you might do it at the lower levels, and then eventually it's like... Your, your final act would be fucking in front of a priest, and that's how you transcend into a being of pure orgone energy. These guys' spells are less focused on exerting will on the outside world, and more... And a lot of it's the type of thing that you hear, like, Buddhist monks having after years of discipline, the sort of strange abilities that they can get. One example is the spell Jacking the Beanstalk, which... Uh, after you've had a good wank, you can float straight into the air for a period of time. The catch being that you can only go straight up. You can only float. This requires an extreme amount of concentration and anything that might break it, like taking a wound or a stress check, immediately breaks it and you come crashing into the ground. A- another example would be the spell American Pie, which allows a privateurge while they're masturbating to no longer feel hunger, thirst, the need to sleep. They have gone beyond that. Though, unfortunately, as soon as they stop masturbating, all of that comes back at once. I really do think that American Pie should protect against the need for oxygen for as long as they masturbate, because that just amuses me. I could tie in with some sort of um, variants of the school focused around autoerotic asphyxiation. I was thinking more along the lines of like someone like trying to stop from drowning by masturbating <laughs> or someone in deep space just wanking <laughs> so that they don't die. Uh, fuck. You're giving these guys ideas. The depths can get into all kinds of sticky situations. Poor choice of words with these guys, but you know what I mean. No, that, that's the appropriate choice of words, I'd say. Another great example is the spell Beating Your Meat, which allows you to either add half your privateurge identity to your wound threshold or to use your Pavturge identity as your wound threshold, whichever's higher. This only applies while you are masturbating. A lot of these things seem to require you to be masturbating while the spell is in effect, which makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. No, not they're not all of them, but a lot of them do in some way. An example of one that wouldn't would be ringing the devil's doorbell, which as you might expect, a Pavturge has a very has imbued a lot of spiritual power into their favored hand. And using this hand, they can physically interact with spectral entities such as ghosts or demons. Jacking off into the astral plane sometimes. Or oh, they can jack, can't they, into the astral plane? Yes. Um, so, do you know what gooning is, Torrance? I did not until you sent me this stuff. <laughs> because in Australia, goon refers to box wine. And I was like, this doesn't seem like it's going to be boxed wine. So I looked it up and I'm like, okay, I know what gooning is. So listeners, for your benefit, gooning is that sort of strange disassociative state you can enter 
by just masturbating for hours on end where it's just it's it's not even enjoying yourself it's just a purely mechanical act almost you've completely separated your mind from your body and through this act Pravaturges can astrally project send their consciousnesses through the astral plane so while their body is just sitting there going at it uh they are wandering the astral realms Becoming intimately familiar with them. As you can tell, I've ended up actually talking to a lot of these guys. Um, they're an interesting lot. This is the type of shit you get into as an independent journalist, listeners. Uh, Torms, you got any questions about these guys? I am wondering why they're not also called Kumas. Because um, it does seem to fit into the Kuma archetype. <laughs> that could be an entirely separate archetype. I certainly hope it's not. But someone that invested in something like that usually has some strange beliefs in whatever acts they're pulling. Uh, coming soon to Statosphere, the Kuma archetype. The entire Uma mythos is coming. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> My one question about Climax. Right. So you fill up all your heart and notches and you get your major charge and i'm assuming you've still got all your previous charges but you can no longer charge up but you've got your charges to use correct that is correct so you can still spend your major charge of course on whatever is related to the so what is what is stopping someone from simply spending all their charges and then having no more charges left and then going to get therapy and reducing their heart and notches down going through the process again it totally could so once you have decided against Walking the path of the Praveturge, you can you can recant. You can decide, you know, those those years that I spent ritualistically jilling off, maybe they weren't the best way to spend my life. That could make sense. I'm just wondering if there is any advantages of being an ex-Praveturge. Um, you would have your um, cast rituals and uh, use God of Magic abilities, but it would be... Hard to justify having ex Praveturge unless it gave you something. It would seem most logically that you just want to keep being a Praveturge and cheat the system. So something to keep in mind here is that a lot of these guys' explicit goal is some sort of transcendence. And I have, through these guys, heard stories at least, I'm not sure how much truth there is, of, as I said earlier, people transcending their physical limits and turning into a being of pure light and orgone. Their goals may be something else, but... It's the problem with turning into a being of pure orgone energy is you'll just get trapped in those pyramids and turned into fuel with other uh, perverts, and that's a problem. I may want to let them know about that, because none of them mentioned anything about this. It's all fun and games until being of sexual imminence gets turned into a uh, dildo charger. <laughs> well... Hope you listeners enjoyed this preview into the statusphere. Um, stay safe, y'all. Any closing words there, Torm? Yep. Um, the plan for this will be to do some kind of uh, review slash preview thing on a monthly basis uh, because two of us will be adding documents to the cachet that the uh, Rosicusian order known as Atlas Games has placed foolishly on the internet. Uh, but we also want to go going through what has already been placed in the cachet to review and talk about it. There's some good stuff out there. Yeah, we're going to be trying to release these um, probably at about the halfway point between the longer episodes. So with that in mind, I hope that you put your symbols up on the walls and jack yourself straight into transcendence. And we'll see you next time.
do I tag? Yeah. Because it's fun. We see something, we hit it, we run. If you don't run, you're nobody. Like, nobody knows who you are. We're tigers, we're tigers, we're that's it. Tigers, they're the ones that just write a name on the wall. 